the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written, the prophet Isaiah, See, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. There's an old story that's gone around about a young woman who went away to college and her parents had not heard from her for several weeks. It was already past the midterms when they received a letter. She said, I thought I should write you and give you an update. I have been in a car wreck. I totaled the car that you gave me for graduation. But the good news is I wasn't driving and I only had to spend one night in the hospital. My new boyfriend was driving. He is so wonderful, but he doesn't have insurance. He's dropped out of college, but he has some great dreams that I'm sure are going to come to fruition soon. I love him so much. We're trying to decide what date we should set for the wedding. I'm sure you'll be excited to meet him The wedding will be soon because we're planning to have the ceremony before my pregnancy begins to show. I am so glad that you were great parents. I am sure you're going to be even greater grandparents. You always told me how you look forward to this very day. And now it's coming true. You're going to be grandparents. And thank you so much for being so open-minded and raising me to love all people. I could have never had such a deep and intimate and meaningful relationship from a man so different from me. Oh, by the way, we won't be home for Christmas because we're going out of the country to meet his family. Love your daughter. Then a P.S. I really was not in a car wreck. And I didn't total the car, and I've not been in the hospital. And in fact, I don't have a new boyfriend. And there is no wedding, nor am I pregnant. But I am flunking introduction to philosophy, and I wanted you to keep things in proper perspective. Some of you identified. (laughs) Sometimes we do have trouble keeping things in perspective. Sometimes we get mixed up about what's most important in life and really what our highest values are all about. Sometimes it's 
It's hard to see the way forward. It's hard to see in some circumstances that we have any kind of positive future ahead of us. Sometimes when we're struggling, we begin to think we're the only one that has ever had such difficult days to live through. Sometimes we even allow ourselves to get isolated and begin to think, if I'm going to survive, I have to do this all by myself. But Mark is writing in this gospel, interestingly enough, to a people struggling to believe that God is still alive and still cares and that this God is indeed, this God is still at work and God is sending help. Mark starts the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. God is sending help your way. God is already at work ahead of you and is sending help your way. When I got at that point in the Scripture this week, I began to think about all the people God had sent into my life to prepare my way to help me move into the future, if you will. It was almost overwhelming. As I began to think and began to list, I had great parents. My mom and dad were wonderful. We had a great family. They took me to church. They introduced me to faith and to God and to Christ. Both sets of my grandparents were alive well into my adult years. In fact, my mother's mother that we called Mimi was still alive when Grace was born, our first child. And she was one of our main babysitters and helped us know how to be good or better young parents. And she took care of Grace for the first several years of her life on so many occasions. People were already here. People were already helping. People were preparing the way for me before I ever got here. I thought about my church family, how all these different people volunteered to take care of me in the nursery, and then all of the teachers I had through grade school, elementary school, Sunday school teachers that taught me about faith and taught me how to read the Bible and how to navigate around and helped me to begin to understand who God was and how God loved us and was at work in our lives. I think about my junior high Sunday school teacher and how they really just had to endure me and a group of my friends that were a little bit out of control most Sunday mornings. We had trouble sitting still for the whole hour of Sunday school or the teachers in high school that as we began to have the ability to think a little bit deeper and ask bigger questions about God stretched us and helped us mature in faith. Ann Dieter sitting right out here. She was my main Sunday school teacher in high school, and she's still here today at Boston Avenue supporting me. People coming before. I think of the preachers that came to our small church, and how one day one of them said, I, I think maybe God's calling you into ministry. Another said, I think you have gifts for ministry. Have you considered being a preacher for the Methodist church? And they began to give me opportunities to lead in worship, to write prayers, to read the Psalms. To begin to understand what this is all about. Begin to help me move into a future. I think God was using them to prepare a way. Or I think of my, my friends in that small church. We had a small youth group. 
And maybe nobody else wanted to be president, but they elected me six years in a row to be president of the youth group. I took it as an affirmation. Often I was the only one running, but I still took it as an affirmation. They were helping me move into the future. I think of Boston Avenue. What a unique and wonderful church family this is. And I think of all that have come before me. Dr. Biggs, who gave over 30 years of his life to make this a thriving church. Or the four pastors before him, together they gave about 30 years of their lives, all elected bishops to go on from this place to serve the wider church. I think of E.B. Chenoweth. He was the first pastor of this church over 100 years ago. He had been a missionary in Colorado. He was married and had an infant when he felt this call to come to Tulsi Town, to Oklahoma, in a covered wagon with his wife and child to pastor this church, but not really this church. There were only seven people who launched this initiative, who made sacrifices so that we could come to this time and this place and experience the power and the presence of God. Oh, so often we are thankful for being here, but there are so many people who came before us. We have to remember all of them, God has sent so many before us to make it possible to prepare a way for us to be here in this place at this time receiving these many blessings. What about you? How about in your life? Who could you list? Who can you name that came before you to help lead you to faith, to get you to this point in your life? There have to have been many. Someone came before you. I would suggest that God used someone, maybe lots of someones, to bring you to this time and this place. Even if it hasn't been a smooth journey, even if your journey hasn't always been straight and clear, I assure you that God has been at work preparing your way. That's what Mark is saying here, I think, as he quotes from Isaiah in the second verse. See, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Mark believed that God was out in front of all of this. That God was already at work even before Jesus was born. And not only that but that God is sending us all that we need. This short passage talks about John the Baptist coming to prepare a way for Jesus, and then that Jesus is going to prepare the way and open the door for the Holy Spirit. That God is sending us what we need in Christ and in the Holy Spirit so that we experience the power of abundant living. Listen to verses 7 and 8 again. John the baptizer proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. God has unleashed his love and his power through Christ and 
through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can live in accordance with God's will, so that we can act in accordance with God's leading and direction for our lives, so that we can share the love of God that we have come to know through Christ with others. Interestingly enough, Mark's gospel, the shortest of all the gospels, is the one that tells the story emphasizing the action of Jesus. Even though it only has 16 chapters and therefore has fewer words from the mouth of Jesus, it has these stories of Jesus acting, doing things. In fact, our biblical scholars say that more than 40 times Mark says immediately or at once and then tells us what Jesus did next. Jesus is busy moving ahead, sharing the love of God with any and all that he might encounter, but he does not tarry. God is leading him someplace. And so Mark says he moves, he moves into the future. Do you know about the CNN heroes? The cable news network opens nominations looking for people who do good things in the world, who are serving others and making other lives better. They say they receive thousands of nominations from around the world. And then a few weeks ago, they narrowed it to a top ten and then anyone who is interested can vote, can read the stories of those ten people and then vote who they think the greatest servant among them is, who is the hero. Finally, they have a big television show to reveal and hand out the Hero of the Year Award. This year, the guy who won is from Britain. His name is Penn Farthing. He served in the military in Afghanistan. He noticed when he was there, they say it's hard not to notice, that there are stray dogs everywhere. And one day when he was on patrol, there was a bunch of them that got into a fight and was getting pretty rough. So he broke up the dog fight and then went on with his patrol. But he noticed one dog began to follow him. And they went on down the road and the dog followed him some more. And he got all the way back to the base and this one dog was still with him. It became... His new best friend, if you will. He said it really helped him get through the dark days of living in a war zone and seeing terrible things happen. He came to the end of his tour of duty and he wanted to take his new best friend home with him and everyone he talked to said, no way. There was a blockade at every turn. He had to leave his new best friend in Afghanistan. After he got home, he began to think more and more about that. He was missing his dog. And he began to think about all the others who also sort of had adopted pets and had these dogs that they had to leave. And he began to talk to one person, then another, and kind of got a little movement going and started an organization with this express purpose to reunite these animals with now these veterans. To this date, his organization has reunited some 700 veterans with animals that they adopted during their times of service. He says he's noticed not only does it help them stay a little more sane and balanced while living in a war-torn country, but it really helps them transition from soldier back into citizen. He was the hero of the year. According to the public vote, 
he wins a large monetary prize. And when they ask him, what are you going to do with the money, rather than saying, oh, I'm buying a new house or a new car, or I'm going to Disneyland, he said, oh, I'm sending the money to Afghanistan. We have a program training veterinarians. We have a program where we're vaccinating these dogs so that rabies doesn't spread and children are not exposed to the ravages of that disease. He's using the money to help and to serve others. He is a man who sees a need and takes action. But he's not the only one. I read through the top ten amazing stories. One woman whose family's in the funeral home business began to notice how many children, when they come to the funeral, are really struggling when they've experienced trauma or death in their family. She began to help a few of them. Others asked. She began to start classes to help children through the trauma of losing someone close and working through this process of death and grieving she's now helped over a thousand children and their families through the grieving process there was one fellow from guatemala he said it seems like there's violence all around him his community experiences violence on a daily basis he began to figure try to figure out what can i do what can i do he couldn't really come up with anything but he knew these children in this community needed a safe place and so he took his own family home and made it a refuge a safe house for these children and then of course others came and he recruited some other adults and they've begun a literacy program and they're educating the children in his house there was another woman from Philadelphia. Somehow she began to notice how many families with a person who has autism or some other disability were sort of confined to their home. They had a difficult time going out to the theater or to the ballpark or just to a city park. She began to wonder if she might make a difference, if she might be able to help them. She began to talk to some of these venues and talk to some of the families, and now she's set up an organization that empowers these families to experience new freedom and fun by going out in public together and having the support they need to go out as a family unit and experience the things we take for granted. Now, none of these people, when they began, could see the end. Even though they couldn't see the end, they believed enough to start it suggests to us that god can work in different people all kinds of different people and in different places to bring healing and hope and love to the world mark says prepare the way of the lord make his path straight and I began to wonder about us. Are we preparing the way of the Lord? Is God stirring something in your heart where you're beginning to see you might be able to help, you might be able to bring hope or healing or love into someone else's life? Oh, God may have given you a big idea. That's great. But for most of us, it's something a lot smaller. It's a simple, everyday kind of act. It may be no more than handing someone an Advent brochure and saying, we have lots of services in December at Boston Avenue. We would love to have you come worship with us. Or maybe writing a kind note to somebody and saying, 
You know, I'm thinking about the gifts I've received in my life and the blessings that I have known at this time of year, and you're one of them. Thank you for being such a gift in my life. Or maybe it's picking up the phone and calling someone you've not talked to for a while. Or maybe you've noticed someone in your neighborhood that lives alone and maybe is lonely and you could give them a ring on the phone. Or maybe someone from your past you haven't talked to. Or maybe you know someone who's really struggling. You've tried to help or you're not sure how to help. But you could pray for them. You could persevere in prayer and lift them to God and watch for God to do something good in their lives. Or it might be Extending forgiveness to someone who has wronged you. Or it might be confessing your sin. Something you've been battling with and holding on to and trying to take care of yourself. And you need to offer that back up to God. I don't know what it is for you. But I can tell you that God's Holy Spirit is ready to help you move. Ready to help you start ready to help you take another step. Mark sees the coming of this Christ child as a new beginning, a fresh beginning. During Advent, we spend time anticipating the coming of this Christ child. We say we're preparing our hearts and minds and doing all that we know to be ready to receive God's love afresh into our life. What gift of love will you offer to prepare the way of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God.